let's do this thing. Come on. Okay. Exactly. <clears throat> <laughs> 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 Just making sure it's all out there. Got to get oh. dig deep and get it. Oh. Jack, is that you, Jack? <laughs> that He's like back from the scream. dead. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite dog. I gotta give the people what they want. <laughs> okay, I'm ready. Welcome aboard the Little Red Bandwagon, a podcast about the podcast that just might be too beautiful to live. This is a Monday recap edition of the program where we discuss the content from the previous week's show, because as we all know, if we don't learn our TBTL history, we are doomed to repeat it, and nobody wants that. So, from the Hodges Sabaro Sore Throat Studios in Lincoln Park, Michigan, I'm your host, Meredith, the MVH Van Harn, and joining me today, it's an almost full complement of LRB hosts. First up, from the Deer Blind Studios in the Mountain Room in the Ranch in Manchac, Texas, it's Mike the Jail Dude Frizzell. Hey, Mike. Good morning. And in primary residence studios in Kenmore, New York, it's Bobbly, Bobbly? Oh boy. Bobby <laughs> Shufflin' Papes Pape. <laughs> That's a fun new nickname. <laughs> Can we call you Bobbly? Well, finally has like one. It. We have to because there's no time to uh, go back and redo it because nope, there's not. we got a hard out today. <laughs> yep. <clears throat> I'm going to blame the Dayquil. Uh, last, but certainly not least, from middle-aged Momish Studios in Austin, Texas, it's Hillary Livingston Butler. Hey, Hillary. Hi, Meredith. Good morning, y'all. Morning. We've got some LRB business for you. We are going to cover our week in review, including an exclusive interview with a young person. Um, exclusive. Yeah, I cannot wait. <laughs> Uh, we will take care of some housekeeping and let you know how you can get involved with the show as per usual. Um, and first up, we've got some LRE business. Hillary, uh, do you want to get us started off with that? Sure. Um, there's not a ton, but um, there was a Chicago Tens meetup that I think a certain host went to. So, Bobby, why don't you tell us about that? Yeah, since it was uh, a week ago now, I'll be really brief, but... Um, a bunch of us went out for hamburger sandwiches at uh, Moody's. Steamed hams? <laughs> no, no, no. No, no, no. Far, far from Albany. Uh, but we went to a place called Moody's that had excellent burgers and outdoor seating and pitchers of sangria and beer. Nice. And I brought mm. my work colleague, Nick, along, who, Meredith, you met. We'll get to that yes. in a moment. Uh, so thank you to Kate. Uh, and Candy and Emily and uh, Joellen and Maddie made an appearance. That was great. Um, Mike did not make it, so also fine. Um, was great to see everyone. Sorry, Mike. I love you. He was off shooting something. That's Mike McCauley, by the way. And since I've said his full name now, he'll listen to this episode. Um, mm -hmm. They all came. They were very gracious to Nick, even though he had no idea what the hell was going on. Um, we had good old-fashioned tens fun drinking burgers then we went out for karaoke not to alice's but to some other even sketchier seeming bar <laughs> where uh everybody killed it oh coleon too i can't believe i almost left him off uh we were just talking about who did which songs i'm gonna spare everyone if you want to see tens do karaoke you actually have to go to karaoke with tens um but uh, it was a real blast and they really uh 
made it a great trip. I was trying to explain to Nick, this is like being a member of a fraternity or a sorority. Any city you go to, just look up the tents in that city, tell them you'd like to come, and uh, they'll show you around and show you a good time. So uh, it always proves Luke true. and Andrew could have taken a hint from that. They could have uh, maybe employed that yeah. uh, theory. Yeah, yeah. I hitchhiked a ride from Koyan for like two miles from the restaurant to yeah. the karaoke bar. So... There you go. Absolutely. So that was great. And Meredith, who was in Chicago for unrelated Hamilton related business. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's the only I mean, I'm bummed I didn't get to go to the the Tens meetup, but not that bummed because I got to see Hamilton that night instead. <laughs> mm-hmm. It so was good. awesome. It was so incredible. Was so I went with my sister and one of our uh, one of our video game friends, actually, Robert, came with us. Um, and, uh, we had all been wanting to see it for ages and talked about the soundtrack and geeked out over it all the time. So, um, the tickets were readily available and we got an Airbnb in North Chicago and, uh, Bobby, I give you all the credit here. You are the one who made the effort to come and meet up with us while we were having pizza. Uh, we were having some deep dish, uh, like pizza casserole basically yes what that stuff is i mean (laughs) (laughs) it was intense um you you were at pequod's which is the same place that nick and i got our pizza flavored casserole earlier in the week it was great yeah it was very good it's some of the best pizza casserole i've ever had it just it drives (laughs) all the other pizza casserole places out of business yeah uh we happened to be like one neighborhood over and it was a gorgeous, somewhat hot, but gorgeous day. So we just walked it. We walked like 20 minutes and came to see you and we took a nice sweaty picture together mm-hmm. and then uh, we're on our way. Yeah. And I got to meet me, uh, meet Nick and you got to meet my sister and you couldn't tell us apart as most people can. True. It's impressive. Fun. It's uncanny. It was, yeah. I walked in and you're sitting side by side and I thought there were just two of you. I thought it was some sort of miracle. <laughs> Wait, how many years apart are y'all? We're two years. Close in age. Two years, yeah. And it's funny because um, uh, I'm I'm two years older than her, um, but, like, she... She, like, has slightly bigger feet than I do. I'm a little bit taller than her. But other than that, we're basically the same person. And we used to work in the same building in different departments with different people, um, but that shared, you know, like a break room and things like that. So people would, like, walk past me in the hall and say an unusually friendly hello to me. And I'd be like, hi. Um, And then they would get upset with her for being rude. But it was me. You know what I mean? Like, they would mistake us for each other all the time or think that they would say, like, Ellen, I think you have a twin somewhere. Like, (laughs) y'all could have parent trapped it. She could have, like, gone into your office and done something, you know, switch places. Yeah, that would have been nice. Get your parents back together. (laughs) (laughs) Why didn't we ever think of that? Uh, Disaster. Does that work when your dad is gay? (laughs) It's probably not a good idea in your case. Nope. That's really awful for both of them. Uh, well, Meredith, when I demand to see your feet next time I see you, know that it's not for any kind of weird fetish reasons. I'm just trying to prove okay. your identity. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Demand all you want. You'll never see mine. <laughs> They're not in cold storage somewhere? They probably went up in smoke a long time ago. No, no. Nobody made tacos out of me. Either. They don't give you your feet, even if you ask. That's uh, so too bad because I wanted thanks, to do Thanks a, to everyone for sending me that disgusting story, by the way. <laughs> wanted to do a, a toe shot situation for LRB. God. Um, well, that sounds like an amazing time. I'm, I'm jealous in Chicago. I've only been to Chicago like kind of in the middle of winter. So someday I'm going to get up there when it's like. It's so great in the summer. Pleasant. I know. It's such a cool it's place. It's even good in the winter, but it's just such a cool place. My dad always said 
Chicago is like New York without all the crap that New York brings. No offense, but well, you're not from the city, so but uh, yeah. but Chicago's great and it's it's pretty affordable, mm-hmm. it, especially in comparison to to uh, New York City. Right. Oh. Uh, I know we have a hard out, and I know that we're in a hurry, but honestly, TPTL wasn't that interesting this week, so I'm going to talk just a little bit more. Um, I took Nick to Wiener Circle, because this was Nick's first oh. time really experiencing Chicago, and I've been a couple of times and wanted to give him as much Chicago as I could, so we went very late uh, to Wiener Circle one night, and the hot dogs were fine, and they weren't particularly rude to us, which is their shtick. They yell at one another, the staff, they yell at the customers. They did call the guy before us a, a brown pant shit stain. Ooh. Oh, ow. Which sounds like a half insult because at least you were smart enough to wear brown pants. True. Yeah, right. Yeah. Huh. Uh, but the highlight there, or low light, uh, was that we were out front on the sidewalk eating our hot dogs. And then suddenly the lights start flashing on and off in the restaurant. And they're banging like metal pots and pans together as loud as they can making this beat and we look over as the lights are flashing on and off and one of the women behind the counter was definitely flashing all the customers in line <laughs> like it was just a little a little unexpected striptease moment at the oh. wiener circle and i i don't want to be mean but i'll just say that uh it's not for me um, I would not have asked her to take her top off necessarily, but she did. And uh, that was a highlight of the night for someone, not me. So there you go. All right. Just a little Chicago aside. Very nice. Um, sounds like a grand time. All right. So for throw your phone this week, do we have anything that's like a more general or all they, they are all embedded? Nah, let's take the them as they come. Okay. Sounds good. Well, uh, let's get started. All right, we'll start our week in review with Monday, 2664. Thumbs up for TBTL. This is the episode from the studios at the mothership. Uh, Andrew is reading, um, what do my notes mean? I feel like Mike, Jake Tapper fiction. Jake Tapper. Jake Tapper's fiction. Oh, right, he wrote a non-serious book, probably as escapism from the world that he has to cover. And Andrew said it was not good. <laughs> you know, I, it doesn't matter. Jake Tapper is hot, so I don't really care. <laughs> You'll fine. read anything he writes. <laughs> I just like he's been making like appearances on all these various podcasts I listen to. And I'm like, yes, Jake Tapper, even though I don't see him. Yeah. Just mm-hmm. The visual is there. He has pretty much been everywhere. I don't uh, I don't think I've ever seen his show, uh, but but he seems like a real nice guy and real smart. And if his book had yeah. been good, it probably would have started to make me mad. <laughs> it's just he's uh overachieving in too fair. many quadrants yeah yeah, yeah. uh Susie thinks the film it's a wonderful life is science fiction <laughs> i mean it's uh, yeah. kind of is there's ghosts and like time travel <laughs> angels though and it's angels. weird because i'm sure she believes in angels so I, I i don't think that that part is you know science fiction but yeah it's it's got some elements i guess of it not science parallel universes <laughs> yeah. yeah i haven't yeah. seen it in a long time but are there lasers are there like <laughs> there are no star wars in it's a wonderful life no go watch a star war uh luke and andrew are issued a last minute permission slip from apm um <laughs> freeing them of any legal responsibility or obligation if these dummies get uh hurt or killed or kidnapped or whatever on the road hitchhiking I think because at the last minute, someone realized they actually intended to hitchhike. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then we find out later, spoiler alert, that Luke never <laughs> signed it. 
He gets away with everything. Right. I feel like somebody would be chasing me down the road Ugh. going, you need to sign this. Yeah. yeah. He's like he's like Randall Pink Floyd in uh, Days to Confuse. Like, he never yeah. will sign <laughs> the, like, drug slip. Yeah. Nope. We get into a tangent on the definition of indemnity, which we don't need to repeat here. Then Kiki comes on the line to tell us all about Waterloo, uh, which ends up not really mattering. Uh, and then we get a walkthrough <laughs> of the swag for this year's TBTL-a-thon. Before we get to the swag, I, I want to uh, talk about this Luke's obsession with Waterloo. Does he not know that it's a super common cultural reference I mean, in, yeah. in America and probably even more so in Europe? I'm not even much of a history person, and I even I understand what it is. Like, it's not an obscure uh-huh. reference at all. Well, we do. When it, we went to, oh, go ahead, sorry. Sorry, no, go ahead. I I misstated when we have. Oh no, we have a throw your phone on this uh, from listener Noah that I think summarizes this easily. Luke explains that well, he knows about Waterloo. He does. The average American gets the reference because you know he's more informed than the average American. Good point, Noah. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. He's not really a, a fountain <laughs> that of sounded facts, sarcastic usually. To me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mike, I didn't want to cut you off for any commentary you have about Waterloo. No, no. I I just wanted to know if I was taking crazy pills because I was I do have a minor in world history, but I thought that I was pretty sure that everybody knew about Waterloo. Well, when we were in London, they, we did one of those like double decker bus tours, and we always, we, for some reason, we got stuck in a loop of passing the Waterloo um, tube station. <laughs> and the the guide made the same joke, like they had this used to be where you entered in from the channel, and the French like got upset every single time you would enter into Waterloo. They were like, "Oh God!" And it was, but everybody got the joke. I mean, it was, it was, mm-hmm. you know, the French, whatever. Anyway, Luke thinks that he's. You know, extremely above average intelligence, but I feel like it's a pretty common reference. Yeah. As we all say. On to uh, Nora's Honda Odyssey with Nora and Stu, where we get some drive time conversation about copywriting, um, how to make small talk, and uh, to everyone's chagrin, a rehash of the Twitter beef. Uh, the highlight, I think, was Andrew saying, There are mugs. <laughs> we we need to isolate that and just like drop it in. Yeah. There are mugs, <laughs> mugs. Uh, to, I, I mean, I'll read the throw your phone about this, but I I almost regret bringing it up again. But listener Catherine uh, Catherine writes, Luke brought up the middle aged momish type again. Plus, I don't buy his argument at all. If he was saying she shouldn't be quote beefing on Twitter as a middle aged momish type. What is his middle-aged daddish type doing beefing on Twitter? Mm-hmm. Yep. It was such a thin, dumb argument, mm-hmm. but whatever. I mean, I think, I feel like if Nora were sitting down and a little bit more prepared, she might have fought back a little bit harder against it, but she's like driving her odyssey and so and right. driving them to God knows where. Yeah. So I feel like she was just like, no, I mean, I can see it, but, you know, let's move on. Yeah, we did get some pregnancy sexism talk that came out of that. So as a guy, I just felt... Like, I didn't really appreciate the conversation. <laughs> well, it happens a lot. I'm sure it does as a professional woman with the, with the children's. I, it didn't happen a ton, a ton with me. I did, when I got hired at a certain job, they did ask me how many children I was planning to have, which is That's illegal. illegal. But, yeah. 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 Uh, but I really needed a job. So I was like, I don't know. 
Um, but I, and definitely it's like, Oh, you know, we're so happy you're pregnant, but, but you know, are you going to come back? Um, we can't really count on you to work quite as, you know, fervently as you had before, which by the way, most moms I know work way harder and way smarter because they have only, you know, a certain amount of time. So they're just focusing really hard in those like four hours or whatever. I've never really understood this fear that employers have because it's not like you get a lot of paid parental leave or anything, you know, they know you're coming back. It's a very temporary situation. I just, now you need money even more. Right. Mm -hmm. There's, there's uh, Michelle Wolf, the, the woman that did the, um, whatchamacallit, the White House Correspondents Mm -hmm. um, dinner. She has a really funny clip from some of her standup where she's like, we want you to be a good mom. Stay home with your kids. And then it's like, why are you such a bad mom? Like, there's no, you're never going to win. No, like, you're never. If you take too much time, you're like a slacker at work. But if you don't take enough time, you're a terrible mom. I think so, this is a know, great argument time. for having more women in leadership. Um, I know some yeah. people don't understand why that's important. But like my office, for example, um, there are, I think, four women in power and levels above me. Um, and there's a lot of women in my department. And when somebody has a baby, it's like, we will, we will move heaven and earth to get you all the time off that you can get, you know, you can flex and you can borrow time and you can, you know, use your FMLA and use all your CTO and just, you know, they'll just like bend over backwards to make sure that you can take as much time as you want to take. And I don't know if male leadership would do that as much. No. No. I mean, I quit my first when I had Bridget, I quit that job because like it was my first baby and three months just really isn't enough time. Your body, right. like personally, my body was not healed. My mind was still kind of racing around. If they had given me six months, you know, partially paid or whatever, I probably would have come back. I, I would have because I would have been ready at that point. I would have been mentally kind of there. I mean, it would have been hard, but I would have been ready to come back. But three months is like, you're no offense. I mean, sorry. TMI you're still bleeding like it's right. not you're not your body is not healed so it's yeah when well, you might sucks. still be feeding a child which adds a whole other layer of complication yeah. to coming back to work yeah. and yeah yeah good times sorry I was thinking about sports what are we talking about that's fine we can move <laughs> on. I'm just watching Japan and Senegal right now just let me know when the when the lady talk is over mm-hmm. uh, I'm gonna I'm just gonna fire through the rest of this uh they see a yeah. van minivan with candle stickers on it and say that's never sold the candle ever <laughs> I would say that what that is sold is a tax write-off for that minivan for sure. yeah that's a business expense now S- Stu talks about food Andrew is nervous Nora has a scheduler because she's an actual professional adult and uh, something about flap doodles? I don't know. I think I wrote that down wrong. <laughs> I have no idea. I, I saw that note and I was curious too. What? What? <laughs> she sounds so disciplined. I was so impressed with her schedule. Yeah, she's wild. On, I mean, I think she's real. I think her. I I don't listen to her podcast, but I think it sort of blew up pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. So you know, I think she's the responsible adult, and yeah. she has two kids, so right. she's like, I or she has to. Four. Yeah, she has yeah. to. That's enough Monday. Yep. <laughs> um, all right. Tuesday, twenty six sixty five. Hot wings and cold jazz. Uh, the boys are in Denver, Iowa, at the Isle of Capri Casino, um, uh, and hotel, I assume. Um, and uh, they sound to me, they sounded really stressed, kind of just like figuring out. You know, maybe this was harder than they thought it was going to be. Um, they just seemed a little bit full of regret. But they did get a ride from 
a teenager named Cassie, who I've now followed on many different Instagram <laughs> feeds, which I feel very creepy because she is 16. <laughs> um, but she um, she picked them up and she's, I guess, trying to become sort of an influencer maybe on YouTube slash Instagram. Um, and she gave them a, a little crash course on the different versions of Instagram. And I think right here is we'll, we'll plug a little uh, exclusive with a young person uh, to talk about what... Cassie meant about all the different Instagrams. All right. Hi, everybody. Seeing as we're all like pretty old people, I thought that I would interview um, someone who's a little bit younger and understands Instagram a little bit better. So um, here we go. Um, what is your name and how old are you? I'm Catherine and I'm 18. Okay. And how are you related to me? I'm your nephew. <laughs> <laughs> I'm your niece. My nephew. No, it's my niece, Catherine. Um, okay, Catherine, so tell me about Instagram. Can you tell me about the differences between Instagram, Finstagram, uh, Rinstagram, and I guess spam, if there is such a thing. All right, here you go. Okay, so Instagram. So your Instagram and your Rinstagram, that's like your real Instagram. And that's where you post your high-quality pictures, like the ones you want people to see and how you want to be like, seen into the world as and your spam and your finsta i think they're kind of the same and it's kind of you just post like whatever you want with like a dumb caption or a bad picture or a funny picture of you or your friend and it's just what you want like your friends to see okay okay so like as opposed to like your parents seeing something most people don't let their parents follow their finstas <laughs> Oh, okay. So the Finsta is kind of like the true you, and then like Rinsta is like the like best version of yourself. Yes. All right. All right. There we go, guys. <laughs> it's explained to us by an 18-year-old as opposed to all of us like, you know, median age 45-year-olds. Um, all right. That's me signing off. Bye. Um, all right. And then that was my niece, Catherine. She's awesome. And uh, don't follow her, though, because... That would be really creepy. Yeah, um, I, I, I laid off the the following of Cassie because I don't want that on my uh, on my computer when the feds are closing in. <laughs> no, <laughs> and she really is like sixteen. She's really young, but it did make me laugh that she was like, "I was on a radio show." Yeah, I'm like, "What? You're a young you person." You know, podcasts. Our podcasts already like her for dad old joined the Stens. You know, I think podcasts are for old people because all the young people I work with are like, "What's a podcast?" Oh, so I feel like it's a sweet spot. It's not old. It's like. For 32-year-olds. Middle-aged like, mom and dad types. Yes. I know. <laughs> it's dignified. Exactly. I did get my exactly. mug this week, by the way, and I'm pretty stoked about yes. it. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, then there's some donor gift talk. I'm sorry. I kind of like, I did kind of skip through. I, I stopped paying attention when they would go on their little spiel because I will say they did get me to give this year. I just gave a one time because I thought, oh, it's like it's like giving to Obama. Like you want the numbers to be up, not necessarily the the money, but the the count of people. So I was like, I'll give them a little bit. I gave for a while, a long time ago, and then Dave and I were trying to cut costs and we're looking at all of our recurring payments. He's like, what the fuck are you doing? No, we're not giving TBTL twelve dollars a month. Those like, add up. Need... Those really, really. They add really up. do. I gave to KPCC, which is one of the NPR stations in LA, for like seven years. Even when I didn't live there, and Tave was like, "No, you have to cancel this." I've been giving money to uh, Michigan Radio for like ten years, and I lived in Texas for five of those years. <laughs> I know. 
Um, but I did give a little bit this year because I wanted, you know, I wanted them to look good. Even though they make me crazy, I wanted yeah. them to shine a little bit. Um, the, the, like, I don't know, best part, and it actually ended up getting better as the week went on, is they did talk about, like, really, they're having the slow realization of how privileged they are um, as far as, you know, their lifestyles and how you know, they, um, interact with the world, um, and how hard this is. And I think, I think Luke and partially Andrew really thought it was just going to be like, we're two white guys. We're going to stick our thumbs out and people are going to pick us up. And it just, it doesn't work like that. You know, if you're having a hard scrabble life, it's not that easy. The whole point, Uh, like the whole difficulty is that you're so out of control of your situation. Yes. (laughs) You know, that's what money gets you. It gets you choices and control. And it's crazy to me that they're just realizing that, or at least that Luke is, because he used to be poor. When he I was know, a kid. and he used to always say, like, it's so it's more expensive to be poor, which is totally yes. true. Like, you know, if you get a boot, then you have to pay for that. And it's like he, it's just dawning on him that this would be difficult. It's so, it's you know, it, it's good. It blow, you know, it kind of popped his bubble a little bit, but it 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 was weird that he couldn't put himself in this place when literally everybody else could say like, this is going to be really hard. And what is really frustrating is that it could have been different, not easier necessarily, but it could have been different. It could have been a little bit more organized with tens, like the people coming to Kansas city to pick them up and it being this sort of joyous experience experience. But instead it was like weird kind of uh, puzzle piece together deal. Yeah. We could have done like tens across America shuttle them exactly where they needed to go if they had let us be involved i know the most disappointing thing about this week to me and it was pretty disappointing overall was uh the fact that we weren't there with them like if you think about um, great adventures what inspired this probably you know movies like planes trains and automobiles or or Wee's big adventure or the old road pictures bob hope and and Bing Crosby, I mean, the, these, the reason those things are fun is because the audience is there to see it and to, you know, uh, they could have done a lot more with social media to bring us in with them. We, instead of we're just waiting until sometime the next day when we are going to hear some recounting of what happened. You know, when, when they yeah. brought and, this whole plan up, I thought for sure that the whole week of shows was going to be them in cars. Like, I thought that's yeah, what the too. audio yeah, was going to yeah, be. And yeah. it's it, it it's it. It was really weird when I listened to Monday and there was no car talk, you know, no, it was just like, this is what happened. And we weren't there with them. That seemed really mm-hmm. odd to me. Like, I don't really. But also now that I say that, it, I'm just considering that they are so ashamed of recording in public. You know how they but would. See, if they like, had been with tens, it would have been weird because right. tens would have been like, heck yeah. Yeah. They would have been thrilled to be on and to be helping to be connecting with the show. Mm-hmm. Could have been a big piece of connective tissue for TBT. Yeah, that's kind of a missed opportunity. I was really disappointing. Yeah. yeah. Well, and then, you know, just to skip forward to the show at Jamie's house last night, I've been seeing that, you know, feed the um, little captures of it on Facebook. And it's so nice and lovely. And people are so excited. All these tens came mm-hmm. from all over the place. And it's awesome. So I'm like, that that's what it could have been this whole time. Mm-hmm. It could have been like mm-hmm. a Forrest Gump situation where all these tens are like cheering. You know, following them down. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. Anyway, so, yeah, it was really, really frustrating. And and then it gets, you know, again, like we had said this earlier, that they were sort of traveling down the middle of nowhere. I mean, you know, they're hitting some hot, you know, hot spot cities, but mostly it's like very uh, rural Midwest and southern areas. Um, and so then Luke 
is kind of coming to the realization that if we, they don't hustle up, then they're gonna they might be stuck. So they decide to take a Greyhound bus to Kansas City on the western side of Missouri, which I. When I, I mean, I knew vaguely where Kansas City was, but when I looked at the map, it was literally on the, on the opposite side of the state. <laughs> I mean, they were close to Kansas and also Oklahoma, which is nowhere near, uh, you know, any of the spots that they were supposed to go to. And, you know, uh, uh, what's his face? Andrew got a little touchy on Facebook because I, Stu had posted something like in jest, but then, you know, I think Andrew was a little sensitive about it. But it was like, you guys, this is nowhere near where you want to go. Andrew, nine sensitive? hour bus ride, and it chopped an hour and a half off their trip. I mean, <laughs> it went, whatever. It, it's fine. Nora's efficiency expert helper friend would have, her head would have exploded <laughs> if she knew about this bus ride. Oh my gosh. It, it may, I have this really weird, like one of my biggest pet peeves is backtracking. Like I hate it. If I leave something at home and we're going on a trip, I'm like, well, that's it. I'm not going yeah. back. We've yeah. gone um, too far. If, <laughs> even a block is like almost too far for me. Like I can't go back. But that would have been really, I, that would have really hurt my heart to have to do that. Like I just, I can't go all the way West to go. The, you know, when like a, when you are booking a flight and it's like, okay, we're going to, we want to take you to go to, to <laughs> right. Orlando in order to go to Denver. And you're like, I can't do this. I'm not going to do this. <laughs> right. um, that's kind of how I felt, but you know, that's what they felt that they had to do. So um, that, that, I guess it ended up working somewhat, but um, then they got Kiki Lolo on as they did all week and she's the best. I mean, she just brings, you know, some really like knowledge bombs on to, um, onto these guys when they were talking about, you know, Mark Twain and how you reflect back on problematic uh, literature or art. Um, so I thought she was great, mm -hmm. but it cracks me up now. Like in retrospect, she would always, <laughs> she would always talk about these cities that they were potentially going to and giving them like great details about them. And they literally never once went to any of them except <laughs> Columbus, Mississippi. Right. Um, so, I mean, she, you know, she brought a lot of light to the, to the show, but she also um, went, Gave them wrong information about the cities that they were going to. I mean, not wrong information, but uh, uh, unnecessary information. And so that was big. Oh, and then also I just wrote, Mike doesn't donate. Because <laughs> they mentioned something about <laughs> you donating or something. Yeah. And I was like, no, he doesn't. They clearly I got don't. a much bigger shout out than Meredith ever gets. <laughs> <in> <laughs> its... For actually donating. Why do I do that? <laughs> it's been three years since uh, my wife and I contracted catastrophic illnesses and lost our jobs. And I stopped donating. Yet I'm still getting credit. I think Andrew knew, but he just didn't want to correct Luke. <laughs> Because I think Andrew is the one I originally emailed because it was unclear how you could stop your donation. And so I think right. uh, I <laughs> think knows. I emailed Andrew. Luke will never mm -hmm. figure that out. No. No. Please. <laughs> um, and, that, and that was basically Tuesday. Okay. Wednesday, 2666. Ooh, ominous. Light as a feather, stiff as an <laughs> Andrew. Thank you for whoever typed that in. You're welcome. Uh, <laughs> I had I my podcast app open. I knew that had to be Bobby. I, I, I am looking at the title. Uh, I just wanted defense. you to read it. Maybe Thank in the you. clear. Light as a feather, stiff as an Andrew. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> um, the guys are in Kansas City, Missouri after a long and pointless bus ride. Um, and it sounds like they met up with some listeners the night before. That would have been cool to have some audio of, I guess. But whatever. Um I don't have a ton to say about Wednesday. They they mostly just talked about Missouri a lot. Um, 
the the call with Kiki was great, I thought. Um, and then they did talk about like their childhood little league antics, um, throwing your mitt and messing with your face mask. That was kind of fun. <laughs> but I think I think what I really want to talk about today is the the throw your phones that we got for Wednesday because we got some really good ones from three different people. And I'm not going to even pretend to know what gender any of these people are. So listener Tyler, <laughs> Don't do it, Mary. I'm not going to, I think I've learned my lesson. Uh, listener Tyler says, let me get this straight three days into their hitchhiking across America journey in which they've hitchhiked a total of 19 miles. Luke and Andrew ran out of time for emails and females because they're about to be kicked out of their Kansas city hotel and hit the road at one thirty in the afternoon. Um, except not really because they still have to go to Staples and buy a whiteboard. So it will probably be closer to two thirty or 3 PM before they make it on the highway and start thumbing for a ride. Yeah. Good point, Tyler. I mean, they aren't, uh, exactly known for their great planning and, uh, yeah. it's, it's kind of amazing that they even made it to where they were going this week. Um, we got another from Laura, which kind of echoes the, uh, sentiment that you were saying, Mike earlier. It, she said, Laura, I'm going to guess she's a, she, I'm going out on a limb here. It's only Wednesday, mm. but I was hoping for more posts, Twitter, Facebook, et cetera, from the hitchhiking slash bus, bus adventure. It feels like they could be doing a lot more to promote this trip or even just letting the tens in on the ride a bit more. Regardless, they got me hooked with the have they, haven't they made it each day. So there is a little for bit sure. of drama and suspense here. It's like, are they going to make it to where they're going? Right. It's just not the engagement. It's it's yeah. all It's all suspense and no engagement. Yeah. Um, and then we get one from listener Ellen, who says, no throwing, just a giggle that Luke, who hatched this ridiculous hitchhiking idea, was stressed out because he was worried he wouldn't have access to snacks for eight hours on the bus. <laughs> Two bros <laughs> living the hard life on the road. On a pro Luke note, yep. I was happy to hear that common sense prevailed over his train hopping plans and super touched <laughs> that he teared up while talking about people helping each other out on the bus and his own attitude when traveling. Do you think we can put Trump on a long bus ride? Would it work? No, it would not work. <laughs> no, it wouldn't work. But that's a really great point. Like that, that was probably the, that was a good takeaway from Wednesday is that they were, they were touched at how it, it, it felt a little bit like poor people voyeurism, but, um, that, you know, right. I, I, I think I said this in our chat. I, I was I was rolling my eyes, but it's I'm glad that they had the or at least that Luke had these realizations. It's better than never having them. Right. For sure. Well, maybe next year they can go to prison and come to the realization <laughs> that when you're when you're in an unfortunate situation, uh, a lot of really good behavior goes on in order to have a normal life, you know, mm -hmm. yeah. in that type of situation. So it's it. I'm not surprised that he had that realization during the week by you know observing what was going on on the bus um i'm i'm glad that that was a, a side effect of the big adventure yeah that uh that they got to see something like that you know because it's it's an easy go-to to say you know uh the bus is a place for losers and and you know poor people but you know they're just trying to get along mm -hmm. yeah they're just trying to get through life and, and a lot of times they're going to treat each other really well so so that they can do that. Yeah, and it yeah, poor people aren't bad people, you know. They see they see a young yeah. couple with a baby who have to move their entire lives and they have that same feeling that anyone else does of like, wow, these people are you know, they've got it rough and they're working really hard and it's not going to put me out to help them with their bags a little bit. Absolutely. Especially because they were doing the right thing and not flying with the baby. That's a really good point. <laughs> totally. 
<laughs> totally agree with you, Bobby. I've come around. It's mainly just to piss off Christy at this point that I keep making that joke. Bobby's just standing on that hill with his rifle. <laughs> Shooting yourself in the face. Yeah. <laughs> Does anyone have anything else on Wednesday? Because I just really did not take a lot of notes. I just want to go back to the, the snack thing. Okay. Um, I, it occurs to me as I'm sitting here watching the World Cup while you guys talk about pregnancy. Um, how are these world-class players getting through an hour and a half of activity with no snack? No orange no slices snack. on the sidelines? Where, where are the granola bars out here? I don't know. I don't know how they're making it. That's why the Americans didn't make it. Yeah. They Well, they heard there was not going to be a snack. <laughs> Where's so my Capri just, Sun? They threw that game to Trinidad and Tobago. I mean, I, I like to snack. I'm not going to shit on snacks, but like... If I was planning this stupid road trip, which I wouldn't do to begin with, I I think my bag would be primarily full of food because you don't know your schedule is totally unpredictable and I'm hungry about every two hours. So that's just my life. Um, I basically just snack all the time and don't eat meals. So I would have to bring a ton of food with me. So I get that anxiety, but I don't know if that's, that's their metabolism. I don't know if that's their life. Like, you know, they could... They could figure something out, I'm sure. They don't need to have snacks on them at all times. Their pre-planning, just or lack of pre-planning, is I, I don't even understand it. I, they've not like they don't think about like the next step. I mean, it's not like chess here; it's checkers. You just have to think about right? the next step, and they don't they don't really put that much thought into mm-hmm. it. It's just for the adventure, there's some, and then they it bites them in the ass. There's some naivete here too. I mean, Luke didn't understand that the Greyhound cheese plate is not going to hold a candle to the Alaska <laughs> Airlines cheese plate. Yeah. Different kinds of cheese. From under cheese, you know, that kind of... Right, right, right. So that's Wednesday, I guess. All right. Uh, Thursday, 2667, vaping good in the neighborhood. <laughs> uh, I think that that's an Applebee's reference? Yes. yes. Um <laughs> The, there's a cold open from the road when they uh, they open up their shotgun microphone to get lots of uh, wind noise. Boy, that was tough um, to listen to. If anyone <laughs> needs a 30-minute primer on which microphone they should have used, just ask Phyllis. She was oh, yeah. all yeah. over she it. She had opinions. She knows. Yeah. And just use your phone. You know, <laughs> it'll sound better even if you just use your phone. Because, yeah. like, when, when someone calls you from out and out outside, it never sounds that bad. Uh they Andrew sounds happy in the open, so that sounds good. They had a light moment out on the road, and they got they got that recorded. They landed at a um, at a motel called the Munger Moss in Lebanon, Missouri, which is near Springfield. So you know when I when I heard they were in Lebanon, Missouri, I looked it up and I'm like, yeah, more or less they got where they were going. And and uh, luckily they had somebody who was pretty much going all the way. His name was Shannon. He was a, a postal employee. And uh sounds like a super guy. Mm-hmm. And so they made good time and they they uh spent some time with Ramona, the grumpy uh motel lady who later ungrumped herself. <laughs> and, I think uh, she was just testing them. To... Yeah. <laughs> right. It eventually did try to crush their hands in a in a handshake or a hand holding contest. Kai, she, my favorite the... though is her telling them not to open the <laughs> <laughs> the markers in the room. Yes, I understand that. Don't you dare. 
I have a feeling she's had some experiences with cleaning up her motel and also maybe some some grandchildren, some bad, yes. bad grandchildren yes. and great grandchildren. Yep. Uh, she tells this this I I wonder Luke never really explained this and maybe there is no explanation. But Luke said that Ramona, when she was walking them over to the bowling alley to get some chicken strips, um, by the way, and you're going to enjoy that, <clears throat> by the way. When she called across the street to see if they could get some food, and they said the fryer is not working, but we'll get you some chicken strips. I was like, <laughs> yeah, I don't. Where Isn't that the very from? thing that you would? <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, that didn't make any sense. I'm imagining it was like the frozen chicken, like dinosaur chicken nuggets that I make my you, kids. You I, microwave. You put oh, six on mic- a plate and you microwave, microwave them. them. I I just assume. Yeah, I guess I'm giving the bowling alley too much credit. <laughs> I just assumed the grill was off and cleaned for the night, and the fryer was still on. I think there was just a miscue. Yeah. There. That's all. Okay. Yeah, they're just sense. down to the. Because f- yeah, once you once you clean the grill, right. that's it. Yeah, you're, you're not, not you're turning not that thing back on. That's hard work. Okay, well, I'm glad that was explained. But then why did Ramona ask Luke uh, to look at the moon when it was cloudy? <laughs> to see if, if he would, like, placate her by saying it was pretty when it wasn't? I, this is my did. whole theory. I think, yeah, I think she was testing them to see, like, you know, if they were uh, honest enough to, like, gain her trust. <laughs> in which he failed, which I guess, he because he's like, yeah. "Oh yeah, it's, it's beautiful. beautiful." And she's it's like, so "No, beautiful. it's not, you idiot." Uh, uh, could you point it out? That's the answer. <laughs> I'm trying, but I. Can you tell me where it is? Because I'm not seeing it. Um. Let's see. Uh, they they figure out that uh, water in the Ozarks is delicious, and this, this is something that I know because there's literally a brand of of uh, bottled water in the South called Ozarka. Yeah. Yeah. Which, uh, so it's pretty much they the wouldn't staple, bottle it I think, if, down here if it wasn't delicious. Uh, Luke gets pennies thrown at him by a little <laughs> asshole. <laughs> this sounds like something straight out of you know, planes, trains, and automobiles. Yeah, yeah. just some little jerk. Some little, what's the name of the what's the name of the kid in um, a league of their own that runs uh, up and down on the bus? Oh, what's his name? Stillwell. Uh, Stillwell. Yeah, Stillwell, darling. Wow. <laughs> I was picturing Stillwell. <laughs> With chocolate all over his face. Yeah. Right, right. Um, they did a good pitch uh, for the first time in the week. That was another, it's, this is another criticism I had of, of the week too, is they didn't have their, their pitch worked out. I, I know this is, Phyllis is all, a lot of times just sticking up for the guys in the chat, but even she was like, because she's a pitch master general, you know, mm-hmm. she is yep. the, she's the queen of the pitch and, and they, they, until Thursday, they hadn't really done it. But they did a nice job on Thursday. And one thing we were talking about in our LRB chat was uh, Luke spent a lot of time during this pitch openly wondering why how why the tens is a thing and why he has so many donors and he has so many more passionate fans for TBTL. And Christy really summed it up well. I was just reading this chat while I was I I couldn't talk because I was driving, and 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 finally Christy said, the reason the reason all this exists is, I mean obviously Luke's a talented guy, but it was Jen who really built the community and involved the listeners, and then when Jen went away, we picked up the slack, mm-hmm. and yeah. and 
by we, I mean Christy. Right. <laughs> and we all just picked up the slack because we had such a good time together. And they really don't do much to cultivate that anymore. Andrew's Andrew's on Facebook, but he really only chimes in when he feels like he's been insulted in some way. And that's not, that to me, that's not great engagement. I mean, I, I want him to stay on there and, and be as involved as he wants to. But it's it's I kind of get sad when when I only see Mad Andrew on Facebook because yeah. he he mm-hmm. he's such a great dude. He's so funny and too. Like he's genuinely I funny. Uh, I think he would be, you know, he's a good conversationalist. I think he would be really fun to engage with online, mm-hmm. in a positive way, <laughs> not in a way where he feels yeah. he feels like he needs to defend himself all the time. And and I'm only focusing on Andrew because he's the only one who's willing to engage at all, really at all. Right. Yeah. Well, and that was always the foil um, to Luke, is that someone had mm-hmm. to do that side because Luke Luke brings his impressive, outsized charisma and poop stories to the table. Like, that's right. his right. half. And then... And that's fine. That's, that's, a, a, f- that's a good alternate explanation to crippling self-doubt and air travel. <laughs> air travel. <yeah. laughs> air travel hacks. <laughs> uh top story wbur um hired a white guy uh the mcsweeney's guy to do the show shocking and uh wow <laughs> luke's a little hurt about it andrew doesn't seem to care at all so um alonzo Bowden, uh npr's black friend was on the <laughs> committee so apparently that makes it all good uh it's worth noting not just a white guy but a white guy who runs but we all agreed, I think, was one of the whitest websites on earth. Yeah. After yep. KKK.org <laughs> yep. or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, uh, he also, I mean, I looked it up because one of the articles mentioned that he lives in Arlington, Massachusetts. He literally lives eight miles from WBUR's studios. So <laughs> just a crime of convenience on top of everything else. Coincidence, eight mile, white rapper. Mm. <laughs> mm. Oh. Mm. I, d- I would be frustrated if I were them that it was seemed like the competition, quote unquote, was sort of a farce. Like they, there was no competition. I mean, I don't think this guy came out of nowhere and, you know, presented and they, it was like a diamond, like, oh, there it is. You know, it was clearly probably something that had maybe been going on in the background and then they had a competition yeah. and then, but, you know, this just worked out. Let's not forget about the fact that. Luke and Andrew should have never entered this stupid contest to begin with. They never wanted mm-hmm. to do it. They never took it seriously. Well, yeah. Andrew kind of did, but Luke certainly didn't. And he couldn't have done it even if they had one. Well, I wonder, TBTL was probably a finalist contender because they're the only other uh, pilot that probably brought a built-in audience the way that McSweeney's does. Like, right. I'm sure that WBUR salivates over the thought that they could have a new show that already has a, a major brand in its own way. And sure. Luke mm-hmm. is probably the only other candidate who came in and said, hey, tens of people already listen to me five days a week. But uh, plenty mm-hmm. of other people know Comic Sans, motherfucker. So they'll tune in on Saturday <laughs> <laughs> at four. They'll stay on after the Celtic yep. Sojourn for... Uh, decorative gourd season yeah (laughs) okay we're gonna ask you to make a little bit of a pilot dude but don't work too hard on it because you're gonna get it Uh, somebody get alonzo bowden on the line we're gonna put a committee together here prop him up on a little pedestal real quick right 
He doesn't need to be conscious. This decision's been made. <laughs> uh, all right. Um, they talk about how uh, scripted radio uh, is is really difficult. I must say, and he's right. Um, they're they're right in that. Um, when I first started listening to Livewire, I don't know about you all, but they did they did some skits and some no, scripted stuff, and and it just didn't. I mean, you know, sometimes it, was, it worked a little bit. It was too Prairie Home Companion adjacent yeah. for my mm-hmm. taste when mm-hmm. I first listened. So I was like, I can't with this. This is not for me. Despite the Luke involvement. Luke was, was uh, remembering Rewind, what, f- mostly w- for which he was a writer. Uh, and people on people on the Facebook page were remembering Rewind very fondly. And I do, too. It was really well done. And I think one of the reasons it, it worked, uh, it was only a half hour. And... There's some brilliant people working on it. Bill Radke, John Moe, Luke Burbank, to name a few. Kathy Sorbo is a great, great comedian. Um, It really worked because there wasn't an audience. And it was it was all about the writing. And it was uh, was really, really sharp. Unfortunately, uh, I I went looking for one of the shows that I was on. I was only on one show. I was looking for the show that I was on. And uh, and Bill had to break it to me that um, uh, you can't find it anywhere it's not available <laughs> anywhere so it sucks because a lot of people really wanted to go back and listen to some rewind and, and and some of the episodes that luke was on but it's not not possible uh and and maybe 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 it's just me and and the the fine um tbtl fans on the stens page that uh that appreciated the show because as uh the boba tea vendor that Phyllis has quoted uh, when she asked for the peanut boba tea, not popular. So, <laughs> got, got canceled. So the, uh, the Kiki Lolo call comes in and they're talking about Memphis. She's got all kinds of stuff to say about That's Memphis. So sad. They didn't go to Memphis. They I know. Memphis. And, and you know, Amy knows that she actually lives there, it, but mm-hmm. um, some of the stuff she mentioned, besides brisket spaghetti, I was like, Kiki, no, that that's sounds not a awful Memphis thing. <laughs> First of all, Memphis is a pork; it's a pork-based barbecue, so a brisket mm-hmm. spaghetti is not like its thing. Yeah, but the Peabody I don't think brisket when I think when <laughs> I think Memphis. Uh, but the Peabody is awesome. It's like um, it's kind of like uh, which we call it um, shoot. The Driscoll uh, in downtown Austin, like yeah. it's an old kind of cool hotel. The lobby is gorgeous. Um, mm-hmm. And then she did mention this place called Rayford's, which I I wish they had gone there because it's we used to go there in college. We used to get really drunk or whatever and go to Rayford's downtown. And it is a shithole um, uh, club, but it was awesome. It was super, super fun. Uh, Memphis is a town... That is just like unlike anything else. It's kind of like New Orleans, but like also kind of like Nashville, but combined. And it's really crazy, but but a super fun time. And they would have had a blast. However, didn't really happen. Holy shit! Yeah. I just looking at pictures of Rayford's. Just a Google image oh, search of Rayford's Memphis. Yeah. Oh it, man, it looks like a disco explosion. Yeah, it was real fun when you're like 22 years old. Use pole really at your own risk, not responsible for injuries. <laughs> Thanks, management. <laughs> and they're always like threatening to close it, and people are like, no. And then somehow it all, you know, stays open. And on a more like somber and serious note, she did mention the um, Civil Rights Museum, which is amazing. It really is 
so cool and it's at the Lorraine Motel where um, MLK was shot and it's just it's really it's a they did a really 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 good job with it so there was some cool stuff to be seen in Memphis including Amy but didn't quite didn't quite make it down there what is it about the people in the Midwest that think adding spaghetti to whatever food is it like a casserole kind of thing like where they're like just make it a casserole yeah I I mean I like spaghetti I like brisket it seems like a thing Those are you two make. Different meals. Yeah, this seems like a leftover situation. Yes. Yeah. Like yeah. this is yeah. what you make yeah, the day yeah, after sounds... you make spaghetti and brisket for separate meals. <laughs> That's what you make when when the uh, when the fryer's been closed right. already. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> all right. That's all I have for Thursday. We'll take it to Friday, twenty six sixty eight. Pander Express, second day in a row where we get a restaurant play title. Some good titles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. The guys uh, hitchhiked successfully to Springfield, not their original hope, uh, but they realized that if they got stuck in the middle of nowhere on the way to Memphis, that they would actually be fucked. So they rerouted to Springfield, Missouri, (laughs) where they could rent a Kia or Hyundai Sonata and uh, drive from there to uh, Columbus, Mississippi. So uh, the guys did give in and rent a car the rest of the way but before they did that they got their ride from carol the chain smoking christian music listening mother of a pastor son an asshole son and a daughter in a car following them at some point uh carol the entrepreneur who may or may not have drawn her own logo for her business she didn't really want to talk about it she was a complicated lady yeah (laughs) well have you ever met carol carol's always a complicated lady every carol's a complicated lady while i was listening to this it just seemed like it kind of reinforced my my eye rolliness at how they feel about middle-aged women it just it just seemed like another example of them being like how would she ever know anything about anime how could she be an artist she doesn't fit my idea of what an artist Mm -hmm. is therefore she's lying i mean i wasn't there maybe there was some other weirdness that made it sound like she was lying like she probably they're probably right she would have talked about it more or been more passionate about it other than like yeah joe i drew that yeah so but still i just i don't know it gave me it gave me the yucks i agree yeah so uh that's carol that's your that's your buddy's mom carol we all know a carol (laughs) i did the Y'all were going to mention the, I, the part where she tells her daughter that she picked up some hitchhikers. <laughs> oh, yeah. And it's, and it's on speakerphone. And her mom, her daughter's like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> See you later. Luke did have a good line for that. He said, unlike a regular pregnant pause, that was a John and Kate plus eight size pause. <laughs> I have a real softness for John and Kate plus eight. I don't know why. They're like. Like, I will stop everything and read something about them. So that really (laughs) made me laugh really hard. You know what else this brought up for me is that um, Luke is really afraid of people who smoke. He is. It seems to really weird him out. Like, he thinks it means that you're a bad person or something. Yeah. Because he has those stories about his friend's parents who smoked and how they scared him. And this lady seemed to really, that that really uh, said something to him. Yeah. I'm sure Susie and, and Walt were like, smoking is for bad people. Yeah. So yeah. I'm sure there was, you know, something in there. But it's weird because he grew up in the, you know, 70s and 80s where everybody smoked all the time. Way more prevalent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we have turned on it as a society. I mean, it's officially gross now. Well, for rightfully sure. so. It's yeah. not a great thing yes. to do. It's just interesting. I don't think it really means anything about a person's, like, personality. Now, if she had yeah, been. I will right, say. Yeah. 
I just, I just want to say that um, growing up in Seattle, you know, my mom smoked, but um, I wasn't, I don't know. Seattle is one of the first places that had turned on church and on smoking. Uh, but <laughs> Boy, they, two for he was two a little Carol. late to the church thing yeah. and, and a little early on the smoking. Yeah. yeah. Now, if she had been blowing um, strawberry vape cloud <laughs> at them. She had been vaping good in the mm-hmm. neighborhood. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It'd be a different story. Uh, I did. What's uh, what? I, what I just want to back up my thing about Seattle. I think Seattle was one of the first cities to do one of those smoking bans. Mm. You know, like twenty-five feet from any mm. window or door or whatever. And um, this is a, this is another tangent. Uh, by the way, from that, this week the Texas Supreme Court overturned the um, plastic bag bans. Yep. Uh, I mean, they overturned just one or two of them, I think. But it, it yeah, in Laredo, that, I think, and it, it pretty much yeah. They were banned in Dallas for like one day. Before it was found oh, to be I'm, unconstitutional, yeah. Nobody, the Dallas people are like, we need our bags. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's been in place in Austin for a long time, and people are yeah. used to it, and it's fine. And and uh, I think a lot of the coastal cities, uh, the tourist towns, have bans because they don't want the bags blowing around on their beaches. Yeah, and and uh, and I just remember hearing this on the Texas Standard this week and going, of course, mm-hmm. yeah. of course, the Texas Supreme Court, yeah, did something. Like well, that. I heard the grocery store lobby came on pretty hard with the American Beauty defense. Look at yeah, how gorgeous right. it is. Oh, so loading <laughs> yes. Fuck. I remember seeing that when it like came out, thinking, wow, that's so deep. He's so right. And then seeing it to your <laughs> and being like, what the fuck? It's a piece of trash. Go yeah. pick it up. If Forrest Gump did that with the feather, man. It's been done, dude. If only that was. You know, the we don't we don't even have curbside movie. recycling here, <laughs> yeah. so I don't I don't think that a plastic oh. bag ban is ever going to take effect here. Oh, they're they're just standing right by the entrances of of businesses smoking plastic bags. <laughs> yeah, and tying Michigan. you know uh, six pack rings around turtles. And stuff. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, the Dazzling Toner, I didn't catch the name, but I just like that they requested a bunch of drops. It's a good use yeah, of that, that time. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. Top story is the woman who got hit in the eye by a hot dog coming out of the Philly Fanatics hot dog cannon and the fact that she will not be suing the Philly Fanatic. Mm. Uh, what on earth is the point of throwing a hot dog that's just wrapped in duct tape at somebody? What? I mean, why? You well, can't eat it. When they said wrapped in duct tape, what I'm sure happens is it's it's a hot dog in its regular wrapping, sure. but it's secured with a piece of Otherwise, of duct it would tape. fall apart, and then it would just be hot yeah. dog rain right. on everybody. That they made like it fun. sound like they had like, you know, taken a roll of duct tape and just... They did make it sound like it was weaponized. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> you wouldn't even be able to unwrap it without ruining it, you know? Uh, despite the fact that the Philly fanatic is the biggest dick in the mascot world, yeah, uh, you know, I, is a dick. I think you get what you get when you see the hot dog cannon and you're coming in your general direction. I mean, the back of your ticket stub does not have all that fine print warning for nothing. I think if she wanted to sue, she mm-hmm. probably wouldn't get very far. I'm sure the team would settle with her and give her, you know, Philly's merchandise for life or whatever, just to shut her up. But uh, you know, you, you swear away your rights if it's just like a foul ball. You know how um, people, you know how streakers jump on the field and run around? I mean, like drunk guys do this. I've I've always wanted to 
commandeer the hot dog cannon and shoot down the blimp that drops the gift certificates. <laughs> it's just like, just like a, a, an anti-marketing, you know, like, fuck this. I hate all these giveaways. Let's just have, can't we just watch a basketball game? So that's, that's always been my fantasy. So you're saying we're not getting an LRB hot dog cannon. No, Fine. no I don't think so. Damn, I mean, I, I, why do we need a cannon? Let's just eat a hot dog. This seems a little hypocritical coming from Mr. Slice. Hey, <laughs> people fucked with me. They threw pennies at me. Oh, sure. I mean, I took my lumps. <laughs> little Stillwell just Stillwell. whipping pennies. <laughs> Stillwell Angel, that's what they call oh, it. Yes. Sorry. Uh, Luke's been eating two lunches at a time. <laughs> it's gonna just, I'm going to just keep that menu. <laughs> at least he has some self-awareness on this like he's either all in or all out um you know it's like just sit down for i mean listen i am not one to i am an overeater that i like to and i don't slow down when i eat i eat like somebody's gonna steal it but at least he realizes if he sat down for a second and just sort of you know maybe let it settle a little bit he might be full and wouldn't need like the second appetizer combo platter he is sort of a low-level joey chestnut you know he, <laughs> yes. he seems to be able to really put it away yeah for sure uh well just get ready for grind talk next week it's inevitable oh yes yeah oh my god uh kai Ristall records a quick hit uh video as referenced earlier in the week and uh, says the word shitty much to our delight I know, that was great. Uh, I'll never forget the time we uh, over-publicized him too much on an episode of LRB, and he <laughs> tweeted back at us, wait, what? <laughs> uh, we get a sappy email from a listener, not unlike many of the messages on the Stens page this week, so go read those if you want to feel good They're about great. donating to TVTL. Hey, wait, didn't, didn't let's back backtrack for a second. Didn't Luke, Tell us to knock it off with Kai Ristall. Uh Yes, he did. If I remember right. <laughs> yes, he did. Well, that then then that that fits perfectly with what happened this week. He told me to knock it off with Peter Sagal. <laughs> oh, really? About his his yeah. wife. Yeah, his I got a text bride. the other oh. night. You know, it's like like be better, man. Oh. <laughs> so I took I took the Facebook thing down and I was like, all right, you know, Fine. okay. That was a fun. It was post. a legit joke. But it was his. It was his friend, so yeah. I, you know, doesn't hurt me to take it down. I was sick of the the notifications anyway because that thing just kept kicking up and kicking up and kicking. Oh, up. and I forgot because Luke's on uh, Facebook this week, mm -hmm. so it's like Dad's come back and he's like, "What are you doing, kid? <laughs> right. Knock it off!" Right. He was like, "Oh, I, I didn't mean to tell to you know police your Facebook page or whatever." And I was like, "Well, it doesn't hurt me to take it down. I'm sick of the damn post anyway." So. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, as mentioned earlier, Luke didn't sign his release. Shocker. He also rejects the idea of a scheduler like Nora's because apparently it just makes things far too complicated. Oh, my God. Oh, Can you get the scheduler to keep calling in or, or logging in, logging in every five seconds to make sure you <laughs> get all your possible upgrades? Do they do offer that service? Because uh, that's what he's doing. They pull off in a Dairy Queen uh, to get on the line with Kiki. Uh, who tells them a little bit about Columbus, Mississippi, and they have a conversation that includes the war of passive aggression. <laughs> sounds like the war we fight every week. Yep. That's exactly right for the Midwest. 
Uh, music for your weekend. Uh, oh, did I'm sorry. Did we have more about Friday? Nope. No. Oh, I just want to say in general for the week, um, it's it, this hitchhiking trip has really brought me and Carrie a lot closer together. I will say that. <laughs> I'm sure that's the outcome that, that Luke wanted. <laughs> right. I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> post on the tens page were really lovely and you know it is us that Mm -hmm. keeps this going because there is not really a host that's going to super duper engage with the community so it 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 does you know kind of bring a tear to my eye a little bit but um also this is you know a forward promotion but from all accounts it it looks like the party at jamie's was great it looks like a grand Mm -hmm. time so i'm excited to hear it and it looks like some people were giving luke shit so i'm really excited to hear that uh, and uh, worth noting, a fried chicken drawer might be the first reason I would want to go to the state of Mississippi. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, really now, music for your weekend. Luke brings Roger Miller's Chug a Lug, which came up in conversation last year during Song of the Summer. Uh, Andrew brings Space Hogs in the meantime, which is not worth unpacking right now. And Sarah in Portland brings Tova Street Gay. With Say My Name. I actually went and tried to look up the pronunciation of her name, and I still got it wrong. But I think it was closer than Luke's. Uh, Are there two singers named Tove or Tove? Because there's like Tove Low. Isn't that a different? But it cuts it's a different the same person. G- it's like in the same genre, though. I was like, wait, did they say the name wrong? But I guess there's two different. Yeah, no, Tove Low is different. I got, you know, Tove. It's the Swedish uh, Carol. <laughs> <laughs> Tove, hold my calls. <laughs> Housekeeping, mahalo. Buy stuff from us. We have, we have merch that's way better than their merch at uh, mm-hmm. 10710.com forward slash shop. Participate in the arch- archive project uh, by getting in touch with Christy, which uh, you can uh, do. Um, Hillary will let you know how to how to get in touch with Christy. Most important, buy stuff from us uh, through our Amazon link at littleredbandwagon.com forward slash uh, Amazon. Didn't somebody in the chat finally uh, start buying, buying I did. stuff? Me. There you go. <laughs> yep. What, uh, any preview, anything we can expect to see? I mean, some really shitty books. Although I did read a book <laughs> called, uh, uh, I did listen to a book called Bad Blood that was really good. I highly recommend it. It's I about that, uh, that that girl, um, that woman. Uh, Taylor Swift. Uh, yes, it's about Taylor Swift. Good. No, it's about the Theranos lady, uh, Elizabeth oh, Holmes. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. bananas. It's it's a really good book. It's insane. She's insane. It's really good. It's so great that she's getting a comeuppance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. If only everyone who deserves a comeuppance would be <laughs> yeah. getting one yeah. these days. Um. Oh, and I recommend there's a romance novel uh, called Ooh La Latte that I once read and didn't get a chance to recap on TBTL <laughs> because it was deemed a little bit too racy. But uh, our sister podcast, Earbuds and Earworms. Can I say sister? Is it is it a boy or a girl? Meredith, do you know? Oh, yeah. I'm the them? person to ask. Um, let's go with Non-binary. Them. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> anyway, um... The, it should be posted by now, Road and Vacation Songs. Uh, Amy was road tripping to the show in Columbus. 
and, and uh, so she she themed road and vacation songs so i'm sure it's a really fun show this week back to normal type shows not like chill wave and uh, <laughs> and vaping music <laughs> um okay you guys get involved as you have been um the the website is littleredbandwagon.com or alternately you could uh do uh, throwyourphone.com. Send us all of your throwing your phones or hugging your phones. Um, reach out to us on Facebook. Um, the show Twitter is at LRB Podcast. And you can email us at littleredbandwagon at gmail.com. The voicemail slash text is 802-432-TBTL. And that's 802-432-8285. And with that, uh, Bobby, we get us out of here. Absolutely. Until next time, this is the next party. Uh, despite my criticism, I really uh, do love you, Luke and Andrew. Nailed it. And I'm nervous because this is now becoming a yeah. way people... I think I, there are mugs. <laughs> I'm not but, joking. But weirdly, they have Stu's mugs. face on them. Yeah. Well, what's that about? <laughs> That's not a joke, though. I think there are mugs.